0: Ray Browns, talking birds.
1: Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
2: By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at VortexOptics.com.
1: And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at QuestNatureTours.com
0: And beauty books an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. beauty
1: Good morning, or good whenever you're listening. Welcome to our show number 905. We have lots of listener contributions to the show today, as we often do, happily. We'll start with this one from Paul Gardner, who has sent us an avian audio postcard from the Beehive State.
2: Morning, Ray. This is Paul Gardner. And that bird you just heard was a Townsend Solitaire. Declaring his winter territory here in central Utah. I'm in San Pete County in New Canyon, east of from, and this is riparian habitat with pinyon juniper on either side. And those birds breed at elevations higher than this in the summertime, and then they move down here in the fall and set up winter territories and live mostly on juniper berries. So they're pretty serious about setting up territories. and. And another one flew in and started to sing. And the one that I was recording all of a sudden took off one after him. And they chased each other off to the south of me here. And it is a beautiful fall day here in central Utah. The autumn colors are absolutely incredible. The solitaires are singing away here. And I just wanted to share those few notes with you there. I love the show. Good birding to you.
1: Thank you so much, Paul. Paul Gardner there, east of Ephron, Utah, with that audio postcard. We love getting audio postcards. And if you'd like to make one wherever you are, uh, please send it to us. You can email it right to me at rayattalkinbirds.com. There's a little smartphone recording. Get a little sound of the birds and then give us your description uh, as you see fit. So pretty easy to do. We'd love to hear yours. rayattalkinbirds.com is the email address. Uh, to send that to. We have more listener contributions this morning, but first, a couple of weeks ago we offered an overview of BirdLife International's State of the World's Birds report, which offered some sobering statistics, especially concerning bird population declines. Well, that's been followed up by a U.S. State of the Birds report. This is published through a joint effort of 33 science and conservation organizations and agencies. The main conclusions? Populations of more than half of U.S. bird species are declining. U.S. grassland birds are among the fastest declining with a 34% loss since 1970. One bright note, water birds and ducks in the U.S. have increased by 18% for water birds, 34% for ducks during the same period. However, 70 newly identified tipping point species have each lost 50% or more of their populations in the past 50 years and are on track to lose another half in the next 50 years if nothing changes. Among those birds are the golden-winged warbler, the rufous hummingbird, and ocean travelers like the black-footed albatross. So what can we all do about all these declines? Well, Mike Parr, president of the American Bird Conservancy, kind of echoes our Mike O'Connor's recent comments. Mike Parr says, Everyone can make a difference to help turn declines around. Everyone with a window can use simple solutions to prevent collisions. Everyone can help green their neighborhood and avoid using pesticides. That harm birds. Everyone who lives in a neighborhood can bring the issues and solutions to their community and use their voice to take action. That's from ABC's Mike Parr. And you can hear additional thoughts from our Mike O'Connor that we re aired on our show a couple of weeks ago, October 2nd, show number 903. Easily found via the listen button at talkandbirds.com if you'd like to hear that. That's October 2nd, show number 903. Okay, Cecilia in St. Petersburg, Florida, sends us some belated congrats on our show number 900. Thank you, Cecilia. She says, I've been listening for a long time and learned so much from you and your colleagues. She continues, I was birding in North Hillsborough County, Lettuce Lake Park, and there was a black and white warbler singing very loudly. A few hours after I got home, I heard the same song in our front yard. Black and white warblers are uh, one of my favorites. Their feeding behavior is so fun to watch. Two of them at the same time is a plus. Take care and enjoy the remainder of fall migration. Thank you, Cecilia. Down in St. Petersburg, Florida. We're happy to hear, by the way, that her home and yard were mostly spared from the ravages of Hurricane Ian. Thanks to Jeff Collins here in Massachusetts for sending us a couple of stories, Uh, one reaffirming that bluebirds, this is all over, are making a comeback, continuing to do so, thanks to a little help from their friends and the nest boxes folks put up and the bluebird trails they create, a beautiful example of humans kind of trying to make up for the problem they created in the first place. The other one is one we might categorize as good news for now, not sure about later. Summer 2021 was devastating for seabird colonies in the Gulf of Maine. But this year, twice as many seabird chicks survived the season as did last year. The Gulf of Maine, which stretches from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, all the way up to Nova Scotia in Canada, is one of the fastest warming bodies of water on the planet, and seabirds are struggling to adapt. Last year, fish species that the birds typically eat weren't around because, scientists think, they retreated to colder waters farther from shore, and the birds were forced to feed their chicks fish that were too big for the chicks to swallow. Since then, temperatures in the Gulf have cooled a little bit, which means there were more fish that are suitable for the chicks to eat this summer. But what about next year? Don Lyons, director of conservation science at National Audubon Seabird Institute in Bremen, Maine, says his group is relieved and thrilled about how the birds did this summer. But he adds that he's celebrating cautiously. We heard from our friend Dr. Jim Jim Randolph down there in... Mississippi, but he's talking about Florida, where he visits quite a lot, and uh, sent us this from the Southwest Florida Eagle Cam. Of course, that was an area uh, there around Fort Myers. I think that's where that Eagle Cam is. I should double-check on that. But in that Southwest Florida area, hit so hard by Hurricane Ian. So the folks at the Southwest Florida Eagle Cam say our beloved eagle pair— have returned and already started the process of rebuilding in their original nest tree. Resilience is prevalent in every species. I hope this picture gives you the same strength and hope it's given us. We will overcome this and rebuild our cherished community, home, together. And we have to get that up on our website, which we will do. In the meantime, you can just do a search if you want to check that out, the Southwest Florida Eagle Cam. Uh, Jim also sent this. Jim knows that uh, a couple of us here are fans and owners of EVs, electric vehicles, that is, for uh, many reasons, um, not the least of which is because they certainly on balance are a good thing for our environment, despite what the naysayers might suggest. And Jim sent us an EV-themed cartoon. Guy is standing next to his car and says to his friend, it only gets 10 yards per charge. It runs on static electricity. All right. Thank you, Jim. And by the way, uh, for those who want to join the electric vehicle juggernaut but still want something exotic, something that will set you apart from the neighbors and maybe the entire state you live in, check out the new Maserati Folgori. 760 electric horsepower, 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. Pretty good range of about 300 miles per charge. If you have to ask about the price, well, you know. Let's see what else is happening here. We wanted to talk about some celebrations, some bird events going around the the country. And I think we'll probably save that uh, for later on in the show. Meanwhile, seeing two black and white warblers is certainly cool. But how about what a dedicated Western Pennsylvania birder named Stephen Gosser saw and heard... The journal Ecology and Evolution just published a report about how in June of 2020, Mr. Gosser thought he heard a scarlet tanager singing, but when he spotted the bird, it appeared to be a rose-breasted grosbeak. He took some photos and got the attention of folks from the National Aviary in Pittsburgh who got a blood sample from the bird, and using a combination of genomic sequencing and SOG analysis, they figured out that the bird was a rose-breasted, grosbeak, scarlet-tanager hybrid. These are two birds, they tell us, whose ancestors haven't shared the same breeding locations or lineage for 10 million years until now. Birdwatching Magazine, by the way, has a full story about it at birdwatchingdaily.com. Last week, our Debbie Bleacher filed a report from the Talking Bird Science Corner about citizen science projects going on this fall and early winter. These are activities in which non scientist citizens can help gather data for scientific research, for example, to help the cause of bird conservation. Just wanted to follow up on that today to say that we now have a dedicated page on our website that provides an overview of citizen science projects that are looking for volunteers. to find the page, just go to TalkingBirds.com, click on the Get Involved tab right at the top, and scroll down to the Citizen Science heading. And by the way, if you have a suggestion about a citizen science project that you know about that you think folks might want to join, you can let us know about it, too, through that same page there, uh, the Citizen Science heading under getinvolved at TalkinBirds.com. that pretty interesting bird there so interesting sounding bird is our mystery bird preview of our mystery bird contest coming up in just a bit just a reminder too if you're not hearing our show live and would like to so you could enter the mystery bird contest for example just go to TalkinBirds.com and you can see how to do it and Our live broadcast is on Sunday mornings from 9.30 to 10.00 Eastern Time. Some clues about our mystery bird. It's a slender, medium-sized, shiny black songbird. That's the male. Female is all gray. It has a tall, wispy crest and a long tail. It has white wing patches that are visible when the bird takes flight. Our bird, which is found in the deserts and arid woodlands of the southwestern U.S. and Mexico, feeds mostly on fruit, especially mistletoe berries. It also catches insects by sallying out from a perch in tall shrubs. Sound and clues of our mystery bird, and we have beautiful prizes, as usual, from our friends at Classic Brands, the Droll Yankees Observer window feeder that brings birds safely to your window where you can watch them feed with an unobstructed view. It holds two cups of bird seed and even has a tapered overhanging roof that helps keep those seeds nice and dry. We mentioned earlier about birds crashing into windows. For the other windows in your house, we have a feather-friendly window protection kit to prevent birds from crashing into the windows. And yes, it really does work So the prize is there on our Mystery Bird contest coming along uh, just a little bit later on in this morning's show. Right now, we'd like to announce a new winner. It's our Make Your Own Swag contest. We've been doing this for several weeks, and we have a couple of weeks yet to go. And our winner for this week is Maureen Smith. (laughs) She's just giving us her state, which is the great state of Oregon. And her photo, which includes a talking bird's patch, smartly attached to her at, hat, and which will be up shortly on our website and Facebook page, shows her out in her garden, and she says, I'm in the process of converting my vegetable garden into a pollinator garden because of insufficient sunlight to grow tomatoes and corn. Our local Anna's, year-round and Rufus, migratory hummingbirds, Love the change and often frequent our evolving perennial flower garden. Attached is a photo of me with my newly monikered hat while I'm watching a female Anna's hummingbird sipping from the nectar feeder atop the pollinator habitat sign. That's a really cool photo. You can see that hummer right in the picture. Maureen wins a prize package consisting of three two-pound bags of delicious, bird-friendly birds and beans coffee, And a copy of Mike O'Connor's best-selling book, Why Do Bluebirds Hate Me? And she's eligible, as are all, contest entrants for the grand prize of a Vortex HD Viper spotting scope, a $1,000 retail value. To enter our Make Your Own Swag contest, send us a request for a Talking Birds patch that you'll attach to a hat or jacket or backpack or scope cover or just about anything, really. And take a picture of yourself or a friend with the patch attached and uh, email the picture to the address I'll give here in a moment. We have one more weekly prize to give away next week. That's a $100 certificate for O Books, home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. And all entrants are eligible for the grand prize in a random drawing for that Vortex Scope. Get that patch request to us as soon as you can. We recommend requesting a patch no later than October 19th to provide enough time for entry before the November 4th deadline for photos. To enter the contest, just send me a request to Ray, Ray at TalkingBirds.com. That's Ray at TalkingBirds.com. We'll send you a patch with full instructions, so request your patch today. That address again is Ray at talkingbirds.com and good luck our weekly salute to more wonderful talking birds listeners who become even more wonderful by becoming talking birds ambassadors they help us get the word out about the show and about what we're trying to do and that is spread the word of course about wild birds and conservation we send out a batch of cards to hand out to friends So uh, we hope you'll become a Talking Birds ambassador as Mackenzie Johnston from Taylors, South Carolina, up there in the Greensville-Spartanburg area, has done. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. And thank you to Suzanne Durrett from the great birding town of Corpus Christi, Texas. Thank you, Suzanne. Thanks for your kind thoughts about the show as well. And we have another ambassador who wants to say a word or two about being a Talking Birds ambassador. My name is Scott Weiss.
0: I'm calling from Wadsworth, Ohio. I became a Talkin' Birds ambassador because it's a good way for me to share my enthusiasm for birds and nature with others. Everyone should become a Talkin' Birds ambassador. It's a great way to spread word of the show and to support birds. Birds are great. They're everywhere. Uh, Let's talk about them.
2: Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassador's family. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Join today, and thanks.
1: And thank you, Scott. Well, still to come today, Mike O'Connor will join us for Let's Ask Mike" segment almost live from the archive about why birds do that bill wiping thing, often wiping their bill on a tree branch or other object. And up next, our featured feathered friend, a keystone species on which other birds depend for a food source, is presented by Birdwatching Magazine for more than a quarter century. Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. As we learned from talking with the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's Elliot Miller, today's featured feathered friend is a boss of the backyard, dominating most other species of birds in the competition for access to your feeders. It's the yellow-bellied sapsucker. Identify this medium-sized woodpecker by the blurry black-and-white barring on its back, a white stripe running up its sides, a red throat and crown, bright in the male, duller in the female, and a yellow wash across the belly. It's not only a boss bird, it's also an important one because it's what's known as a keystone species, one on which other local species depend. When the yellow-bellied sapsucker drills holes in trees to get at the nourishing sap there, it's providing a food source for other bird species in the process, making the sapsucker's existence essential to the health of an entire community of birds. Hummingbirds are particularly reliant on sapsuckers, often nesting near sap wells, and it's thought that ruby-throated and possibly rufous hummingbirds time their spring arrival in northern New England and Canada to coincide with peak sapsucker activity, and that the northern limit of their breeding ranges is determined by the sapsuckers' presence. The yellow-bellied sapsucker makes two kinds of sap-related holes in trees: round ones that go deep into the tree which the bird probes for extra sweet sap, and shallower rectangular holes that are maintained continuously to keep the sap flowing. This bird breeds over much of the northeast U.S. and most of Canada, and it's the only woodpecker in eastern North America that is completely migratory, with individuals traveling to the southern states and as far south as Panama for the winter. By the way, if you visit the Cornell Lab website, you'll note another distinction that the yellow-bellied sapsucker can claim. It's the bird in flight in the middle of the lab's official logo. Spherapicus varius, the yellow-bellied sapsucker, boss of the backyard, savior of other species, in today's Talkin' Birds featured feathered friend. Thanks for being with us. Welcome again to our show number 905. Up next, it's our mystery bird contest. Just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-Vortex or visit vortexoptics.com. Pretty cool sounding bird there. It's our mystery bird, and this is the official... Mystery Bird Contest. Today's mystery bird is a slender, medium-sized, shiny black songbird. That's the male. The female is all gray. It has a tall, wispy crest and a long tail, white wing patches that are visible when the bird takes flight. Our bird, which is found in the deserts and arid woodlands of the southwestern U.S. and Mexico, feeds mostly on fruit, especially mistletoe berries, and also catches insects by sallying out from a perch and tall shrubs. Some clues there and beautiful prizes include the Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder. Two cups of bird seed in there, unobstructed view, and a tapered overhanging roof that helps keep those seeds nice and dry. Plus a feather-friendly friendly window protection kit to prevent birds from crashing into other windows on your house that don't have anything there that's showing them that that's not a clear path. That thing really does work, that feather friendly kit. Many bird conservation organizations um, recommend that. If we have time for a bonus question, uh, then we'll go to our our bonus question prize. I'll try to give that away a twenty dollars certificate from wisdom supply, makers of plastic free books, notepads, journals, and other supplies for a classroom and office. 781-837-4900 is the all-important number, and calling that as soon as possible is just as important. 781-837-4900 is the number. Give us a call on our mystery bird. If you know the exact answer, you'll be the winner, and if you take a guess and no one else gets it, you could still be the winner. 781-837-4900 is the number. Up next... Almost live from the archive, let's ask Mike in just one minute. beauty books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all, along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for, in one convenient place, beautyobooks.com. B U T E O, Beautyofbooks.com.
2: Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us to quest for the Quetzal in Costa Rica or our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more. Guaranteed.
1: Michael Connor is down at the Bird Watchers General Store in perpetually sunny Cape Cod. And the topic this morning is bill wiping. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Ray. So, uh, Mike, uh, bill wiping, this has nothing to do with uh, customers bringing um, dirty money into your store or anything like that, right? This is a whole different thing than that.
0: No, that's what
1: it. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I thought so, but I thought you'd clarify that.
0: Yeah, right. We Did we get this question from Eli out there in Wisconsin?
2: Yeah.
0: I like Eli. I think I sent him. um, He asked for his mother. Actually, asked for a present copy of my book, and I sent it to him. And so far, he hasn't asked for the money back,
1: so yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah. good. He's one of our ambassadors up there in Hortonville, Wisconsin, yeah, asking this yeah. question about bill wiping. What's it about? And I guess we normally think it's just, uh, you know, like a, what you call the bird equivalent of using a napkin after eating kind of thing. But there's maybe more to it than that. Yeah,
0: well... You know, maybe you Boston people use napkins. Here in Cape Cod, we use our sleeves. Well,
1: you're not big on that, I know. <laughs> no, it's
0: just our sleeves. But right, that's exactly right. When birds get on a feeder, and you can see them, because, you know, I'm trying to take pictures of birds sometimes, and there's like a big sunflower shell sticking out, and it kind of ruins the picture. Birds do get berries or, or bug remains or or seed shells on their beaks, and they, they regularly wipe them off, because they can't. You know, a dog will use their big tongue, or a cat uses his paw, but the birds can't do that, so they, they wipe them off in a branch. But there's other reasons for it, they think, also. Particularly the bird's bill, the outer layer, of the the bill continues to grow, not unlike mm-hmm. our fingernails. Mm-hmm. And so birds, in their normal activity, it wears down. But they also sometimes accelerate it, but again, by bill swiping, rubbing it on a rough surface, usually a tree branch, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they have there. And there's a, another thought also that at first they thought it was just fidgeting because you see mating birds sometimes you know like people will you know uh twirl their hair or men will rub their beards or yeah. or some, something like that Dis- displacement. it's like a nervous energy
1: yeah displacement but, activity they call it but, I guess. yeah right yeah. and that's that's one
0: one theory but somebody else came up with a, another theory and this is it has to do with smell Birds' ability to smell is poorly understood, and for years we didn't think they could now. They would mm. just go in the other direction. Yeah. You know, one of the theories is when birds preen, they have, they have preen oil, which they get from a, a gland, and they put it on their feathers. And the thought is that during mating or any other time of year, they actually wipe it on a, on a branch to announce their territory or to attract a mate. And um, that's a new thing. That that mm. was that was kind of new that I hadn't mm. thought of. So it's a, it's a combination of things to keep it built sharpened and in shape and also just to keep it clean and perhaps to even spread some smells around the neighborhood, wow. which is a, a new one on me too.
1: Well,
0: right. thanks, Eli. I'm glad you're paying attention to the birds out there.
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mike. Talk to you later. Mike O'Connor there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. The website for Birdwatching Magazine, you can find profiles of birding hotspots, tips for identifying birds, galleries of bird photos from North America and around the world, and lots more. Sign up for our weekly e-newsletter, find out more at birdwatchingdaily.com. Let's go really quickly to Susan in Yarmouthport with a guest on our mystery bird. Hello Susan. Hi ray how are
2: you?
1: Hi, what's the bird, Susan? The phainopepla. The phainopepla is exactly right and just in time. <laughs> Stay stay on the line, Susan. We'll get your info, okay? Thank you. Okay, thank you. The Phanopepla, our mystery bird. We're out of time. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com.
2: By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com.
1: And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com.
0: And Udeo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. UdeoBooks.com.